Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. And welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, your banana has brown spots. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. Alright, listen, so I've been a banana guy for a long time. When I was a kid, I remember we loved bananas. We couldn't ever keep bananas around because we'd eat the bananas so fast they'd be gone. And my mom, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't know if bananas are expensive, but uh, we didn't have bananas. I don't know if you're a banana person, but I, I enjoy bananas. I actually went through two bananas a day for about seven, eight years in my green smoothies until I went to my Warrior Greens uh, powder supplement, our actually own customized created game, which if you haven't got that, check it out at warriorgreens.com. But um, anyway, so bananas were part of my routine. I also had a, a thing with bananas too, which was banana peanut butter sandwich. Have you done this? Have you done this? Literally, have you done this? Like this is a thing my dad got. My dad used to do a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. Disgusting, right? So I actually do peanut butter and banana sandwich. Got a nice little sourdough bread, nice little white bread, whatever it is. Put the peanut butter on one side, cut the banana up in a few slices, put the banana on, off you go. Well, I'm sitting here this morning and I'm not uh, drinking a green smoothie and I'm also not doing a banana peanut butter sandwich. I'm just eating a banana. And I grabbed the banana off my little banana rack uh, that was sitting on the counter, which hangs it up above the, the, the actual surface of the counter. And our bananas are at that, that stage where it's almost, almost too ripe, right? Where the brown starts to kind of become more than just spots it starts to become brown all over. And it's crazy to me when I look at bananas, like what the way that a banana plays out, right? You go to the grocery store, you you look at the bananas and they're in all kinds of different bunches. You have bananas that are green. You have bananas that are like green at the top, but kind of like a bright yellow. And then you start to see them fade into this spots and then from spots into pure brown and pure brown, well, off it goes. And you know what's crazy about bananas is the longer and more ripe they get, the sweeter they get. So we would take bananas and peel they'd peel things off when they were brown, freeze them up in the uh, freezer and then put them in our smoothies. And uh, they were super sweet, like way sweeter than a normal banana, but they also give a consistency when you're creating your smoothie. So this morning I'm sitting here, I'm actually looking at my banana peel that I just finished eating and the banana was just at that point where it's almost too mushy for me. Where it's like, it's almost getting to that kind of, uh... but the crazy part is the brown spots on the outside are a signal to what's going on on the inside. And that's our principle for today, which is simply this, that there are signs on the outside of what's going on on the inside. Signs on the outside of what's going on on the inside. Signs on the outside for what's going on in the inside. So this banana is an indicator of life, right? It's an indicator when you look at it, like you can tell how a banana is simply by looking at it. You can tell what stage in the game it is. Bright green, well, you know, you open that thing up, it's gonna taste like shit. Right, goes to a yellow, goes to a kind of a yellow, like a, a darker yellow, the brown spots start to come out. Then the entire outside container starts to become brown. And the way the bananas play out is how we, I see human beings all the time with their bodies. Right, you look at somebody's body, starts to fall apart, they're starting to put weight on, starting to move around slowly, like things are not, things are not working out in the ideal game. And there's signs on the outside, signs with body weight, signs with the way they limp, the speed which they're not moving constipation, right? Your body is constantly giving you a clue to what's going on the inside, constantly seeing it on the outside. But here's the crazier part, if we even take it further than this, if we take this principle into just looking at the energy of other human beings, it is very much like this banana. 
Like your energy that you experience being around another person, being in a conversation with them, connecting with them, talking with them, their energy on the outside is an indication of what's going on on the inside, right? You know this, you sat and talked to somebody before who they're just, you know, they're angry. You don't need, they don't have to say anything and you know, just looking at them, you can sense by their energy, just like the brown spots on the outside of a banana. When the banana is totally brown, you know, right? Well, that same energy goes for people that you talk to, you meet day to day, and it's like, fuck, you know, your energy is a little jacked. And what's on the outside is an indication of what's going on the inside. And so your energy and my energy day to day is the thing that we're most maintaining, which is the point of the core four and point of living the warrior's way is to be able to bring our energy into alignment. So what people hear from us and feel from us on the outside and what's going on for us on the inside are in complete alignment. So here's my question for you. Where in your world, because body being balanced in business, do you currently have brown spots brewing? Meaning you're starting to become too ripe because there's shit going on inside of you that you're not handling. Polish warm up, new weapon, I get you on the panel, once you write that area down. Here's the area that this I'm starting to get brown spots. And then the second question is, what can be done to bring healing to the brown spots that's going on inside of you? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, parable and our principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of Living the Warrior's Way found in the Warrior Book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so I dealt with the banana game. The banana game, a little banana game. <laughs> we talked about some brown spots and the principle that came back from, from today's parable was this. There are signs on the outside of what's going on on the inside. Now, our analogy there was the brown spots on the outside of the banana causing us to understand that the inside of the banana was already getting too ripe and it was almost too done. We're going to take that principle, though, this idea, there are signs on the outside for what's going on in the inside, and we're going to tie this into chapter two. We're going to finally move forward here. After a few, we spent three daily fuels sitting inside chapter one. We're going to move into chapter two, though, the painful problem, section one, the foundation, page 18 in the Warrior Book. We're going to start off with a quote here by Charles A. Baird, and he says the following, the industrial revolution has two phases, one material, the other social. One concerning the making of things, the other concerning the making of men. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Now, we just spent our time here in the last Daily Fuel talking about this idea of who you decide to be, what you focus on, you feel. And that's going to spin us here into our, our principle for today, which is there are signs on the outside for what's going on in the inside. Right? There was an outside game that was happening during the Industrial Revolution, which was the building of things. Right, But what we didn't truly look at was the impact on what was happening on the people, specifically on what was happening with the men. What was going on for the men? What were they up to? What were they facing? What was, what was going on inside of their world? And so this chapter is amazing to me because this is like where we begin to lay down the systematic sedation of men. And so I'm going to start here in verse number one, and we're going to tie this all together because the outside game that we saw, there were beginning signs of the systematic sedation of men beginning during the Industrial Revolution. 
And with the big, huge sale that came to the marketplace, to men like you and I, giving us an opportunity to create and to be a certain thing, right? That industrial age also came with some brown spots. And those brown spots are evident everywhere today on the outside of, quote unquote, the banana peel, exposing what's going on on the inside. So here we go. Verse number one, chapter 18. As much as I wanted to blame my dad for not raising me to be a man, the truth was my father, like me, had been born into a game of sedation that had been gaining momentum for generations before he was born. Two, the sedation game was created long before my father and I were born, spinning out of control, taking men from a place of power and thrusting them into a place of powerlessness. This dark system was literally destroying kings and turning them into peasants. Three, by the time my father was born, this was all the men around him knew. He didn't understand the disconnect behind why, how, or what he was experiencing and feeling. The last thing in the world he was able to do was actually talk with anybody about it. Why had this happened? See, I wanted to know and understand how we as men had gotten here. Every man I looked around at and came into conversation with, far and few between, were those who were willing to beat the drum the way that I believe four-dimensional modern man living the warrior's way should. Four, living in power as a man these days is almost impossible with the current setup of rules and guidelines that we're supposed to follow according to what society has dictated. There is an epidemic of disconnected teenagers and men in their 20s and 30s who are literally becoming dysfunctional at everyday living of most basic human needs. Skills. The problem is not only apparent in the younger generations, but it's showing itself in massive ways for men who are in their 40s and 50s with suicide rates that have gone through the roof for men in their 60s. Verse 5. Divorce rates are running rampant as men scramble, scramble to try to figure out, quote, how to be the man, close quote. While women grow tired of the pussies her husbands have become and would rather raise their children alone and fulfill both roles as mother and father than be married to dead wood. Six, there's an alarming rise of divorces that we're experiencing inside of the United States being filed by women in their 50s. The moment the kids graduate from high school and move out, they look at the man they've been tolerated for nearly three decades and say, Seven, forget you, my kids are out of the house, so I'm out of here to finally live my life. Eight, men are left hollow and alone. And don't know why, because they were acting like what they thought a man was supposed to act like. The truth is there's a tons of programs that help women, but when was the last time you saw one to help men? It didn't exist. I couldn't find one, which is why I launched Wake Up Warrior back in 2012. Over the past nine years or seven years, I uncovered the facts about the systematic sedation of men, according to the why, including the why and how it happened. I discovered that history can teach us more about our own lives and how to course correct them when things are off than I ever imagined. I'm going to sideline this real quick and DJ this with you. Like, here's the thing that was crazy about this. When we started studying this, literally I started studying this, this path of what I was seeing. Um, there was like there were signs everywhere of this. You know, our principle today today is driven by the banana peels, which is the signs are on the outside of what's going on on the inside. Like there were signs everywhere, like everywhere, and like history had laid this down. But history is like a funny thing because like you can look back on history, it's like a rearview mirror, right? It's like your accountants who look at what you did last year and then they tell you what you owe in taxes. But it's like a reactive game. It's like looking back. Right. And taxes, it's interesting because like I had to I ultimately had a firing some of my original accountants because the only thing they could do is tell me what had happened. But they weren't ever empowering me to be able to make new decisions to change the future. And so when I went back in and I started studying this, I wasn't going about doing it and we didn't start studying the historical, like almost the chronological historical rise of the sedation of men. We weren't just like studying it like an accountant looking in the rearview mirror and saying, well, here's, here's, what, here's, how, here's the fucking money you spent. Here's the money you made. 
and here's what you owe in taxes, and here's what your write-offs are, and here's what they're not, and off you go. But I'd spent my first 10 years as an entrepreneur dealing with attorneys that were like that, or accountants that were like that. And by the way, it's not a problem to have that piece of the game in, but that ultimately you have to be able to take those numbers and those projections from the past, and your accountants and your tax advisors and your attorneys should all be getting on the same fucking page to be able to take that data and help you actually make new decisions moving forward. This is part of why the Warrior Brotherhood works so well because our networks are in connection with all of this and bring about all of this possibility at the same time. So I'm going to bring this back then. We're going to keep going down this, this historical game. So I studied the history and myself and my teams began to study it big time. And we, we found some patterns in this, some seriously deep and profound patterns and instances in society over the previous 100 years that led us to the place we are. And just like one of our principles here a few daily fuels ago, the daily decision or the daily dominoes of decision are what ultimately build our destiny. And there were a series of domino style decisions that were made by human beings inside of our society that ultimately drove the results of the reality of what men have become. So I'm going to jump back in here to the book and we're going to jump in uh, to verse number nine. In order to understand how my dad and I got to this place and how you did too, we've got to go back to the late 1800s and early 1900s on into the beginning of what became known as the Industrial Revolution. There was a fundamental shift in the way that living occurred here inside the United States and around the world at this time. This shift or the shift would affect everyone and literally change the way the world worked. 10. Before the Industrial Revolution, the majority of society exists in what have been labeled as an agrarian existence. This way of living occurred in the following reality. Dad, mom, and child co-creating together. They were feminine and masculine equal parts, yet at the same time distinct and different in their roles with the man as the head of the household. A typical day with dad would be waking up in the morning and then going to work on the farm minutes from the house and at the core of the community. Guess who also got to watch and participate in the same work every single day? 11, Johnny. Little Johnny would go to work with his dad side by side, literally every single day. Little Johnny was seen through example on how being a man worked. Dad didn't disappear for the day and then return home to guide the children at night. From breakfast to lunch to dinner, dad was actively role modeling to the children, respect, education, hard work, fear of God, connection to the queen, respect and responsibility. Every single day, dad was demonstrating to his sons the answer to the question, how do I be a man? Verse 12, the same question is still asked today, yet a massive shift in mentality led to a different answer. What does this have to do with the Industrial Revolution? Everything, my friends. Until the 1800s, a majority of society lived in a self-sufficiency this way. There was co-parenting, a co-parenting relationship. Dad was not sent away. Mom was not sent away. There was this home-based core connection where family mattered and was valued, where each individual knew his or her role in running a household and the land. 13. This way of thinking and living had been part of society for centuries. So surely a cataclysmic event caused this great shift in thinking, right? It did. A plague came about, (coughs) but not as a natural disaster. The promise of more caused us as a society to shift from this agrarian age in which mom and dad co-parented and co-raised the children to one of limitless possibility. Verse 14, the industrial age offered up a big promise. The promise itself was an interesting one, very appealing to mom and dad. How did we know? Because it changed the entire world from what it was to the way that we know it now. Some people feel it was bad, horrible, and an awful promise that caused the rich to grow richer and the poor to grow poorer. 
Although the rapid growth of industrialization did have its upsides in building the powerhouse nation in America, the downside as to what this did to the family was hard to ignore. The Industrial Revolution wasn't seen as a problem. It was a solution to a problem. With that solution came a cost many were willing to pay, which also brought with it a new series of problems that we could not have anticipated. This is the crazy catch-22 part of all blessings. We can't have them without the downside curse of natural consequences. Verse 15. So what was the solution to the problem? The industrial pitch was essentially this. Move in order to progress forward. Literally, let go of the farm and move your family from the country to the city. No more blood, sweat, and tears with backbreaking work from the farm. No seasonal issues with weather or dealing with starving family if, if, if the crops failed. Men were enticed to venture forth into the new possibilities awaiting them within the city with more capacity in the future there for what? More money. All at the low cost of simply leaving the home during the day for the factory of the end office. Verse 16. Instead of dad working side by side with little Johnny, he would be required to leave the home every morning, travel miles away to go to work in the factory, a place that little Johnny would not be allowed to work side by side with his father. It was no longer a possibility to have hands-on schooling side by side while performing chores and working on the farm with dad. But that felt like a justifiable loss in order to give the family what they deserved, more money, right? 17. What had not been considered along this with this with this commute was the distance between this separate place of work and home. And that's where several other things began to shift in men. Before the industrial game, dad was rewarded for playing the game of life on the farm by using his creativity, innovation, and ability to solve problems. This gameplay was worked out of a man with rote actions specifically for one job. Men were punished in the marketplace for innovation because there was a systematic way of doing things in the industrial game that was not to be disturbed. He's required to sell his crown for cash, taken from his position as a king, then compelled to become a cog in a machine. A significant percentage of males in society went from being a king in the home, praised in admiration by their children and his wife, by his children and his wife, where the family unit all worked alongside each other to a disposable tool. Sometimes he would not even see the sun as he would leave, work, leave for work early in the morning, enter the office while it was still dark, returning home late after long factory hours and commuting after sunset. And the final verse we're going to read for this chapter and then I'm going to DJ the rest. 18, on the odd nights that this industrial man got home before little Johnny was asleep, he was so exhausted from the relentless grind that any attempt to fill, fulfill a role as a father was mediocre at best in such a fatigued state. He still wanted to be there for his kids, but little by little, as he started to climb the corporate ladder towards the Industrial Revolution's American dream, priority shifted more and more from the influence he had had once on the farm. 19. All of this was justified under the belief that money was the most important gift he could offer his children, a future brighter than his own with opportunity to experience a better and easier life. What he didn't account for, however, the time that he was gone from little Johnny and the impact of having mom fulfill both the mother and father roles meant that little Johnny wasn't learning how to be a man by a man. He was learning from a woman. Now, listen, I'm, I, like, I'm never, ever going to like downplay the role that my mother or any other woman has played inside the lives of their sons. But I can tell you that it's becoming an epidemic even worse. I'm DJing this right now. It's becoming an epidemic even worse in today's society. Like worse than it's ever been. More single moms, more single moms, more divorces, more single, more women raising men than we've ever had before. Like ever. Like it's worse now than it's ever been. 
And people look at this and they're like, well, that's not a problem. And women get really pissed off because like, oh, I can raise men. I, I get it. But when you have boys being raised by women and not by men, what you end up with are fucking pussy, pussy boys. That's what you end up with. You don't end up with men. You end up with boys who have been raised by women. Right, And there's signs on the outside for what's going on the inside. Like our divorce rates and all of the problems that we have in the fabric of society, I swear to God, I'm going to put it on the men. And yet we can't even put it on the men because it's been 100 years in the making. And this is why the Warrior's Way was born. This is why the Warrior Brotherhood exists is because we know this exists. I was stuck in this same pit myself. No different than you, my friend. No different than you. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.